guys. First and foremost, I want to thank you for listening to the Inside Out Group podcast. And our hope is that you really are able to transform and redefine your culture from the inside out. Real quick, before we dive into today's topic, I want to tell you about an event that City Church is holding in October uh, on Friday the 12th at 7 p.m. We are going to be doing a citywide or really capital region-wide night of worship where we're inviting all the churches from the capital region to come together. With this, we're going to be bringing in Mac Brock, who was formerly um, one of the leaders and songwriters for Elevation Church, who's now gone out on his own and is doing an incredible job to, to join the City Church worship team to be leading it that night. But it gets better. On top of unifying the church and just making Jesus famous in the capital region, we also want to honor the pastors in the capital region. And so if you're a pastor, send us an email at info at citychurchalbany.com or podcast at insideoutgroup.org and let us know that you're interested in this. What we want to do for you is we want to send you an RSVP invitation for you to come to a pastor appreciation dinner. We want to honor the men and women who are building the kingdom of God in the capital region and really in the Northeast and thank you for your service to the kingdom of God. Uh, There's zero strings attached. There's not going to be any marketing scheme or presentation. It isn't going to be one of those things where you go in and we try to sell you a fire extinguisher. It is literally just a thank you dinner and just honoring you for what God is doing in and through your ministry. Also, if you're a worship leader or you have a worship leader on your team, we want to invite you to a special Q&A session with Mac Brock that's going to be facilitated by our worship team. It's going to be an opportunity for you to be able to meet him, ask him questions, and just learn more about his music writing and worship leading process. Then for that night, on top of all of that, we want to be able to give back to our community. So the event is 100% free. City Church is taking care of the entire cost of it. But what we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking up a special love offering that night. And 100% of the funds that come in from this night of worship is going to go back into two particular nonprofits that we will be releasing at a later date to go back into the community of Albany to help with the homeless and to help with foster care. And so we're extremely pumped up about it. Again, this is October 12th at 7 p.m. at the Washington Armory in downtown Albany, New York. And we would love for you, your team, and your church to come be a part of this historical night of worship. Today, we're going to talk about the difference between mission and vision. Uh, We have Michael Moore. Howdy. And you have myself, Nathan. So, Mike, mission and vision are very close just in what they are and just the word alone. Uh, Can you talk today a little bit about the difference between the two? Yeah, well, let me give you a little bit of backstory. Uh, For me, whenever we first started the church, everyone would say, what's your vision or what's your vision statement? And I always associated our vision, or should I say our mission, with that being our vision statement. It wasn't until someone in the church, we ended up sitting down, he's actually an entrepreneur, and we started talking and he challenged me with what I was calling a vision statement was actually our mission statement. And so after reading that article, sitting on it for a while, We then brought in some church consultants and they kind of laid out, this is what a vision looks like and this is what a mission looks like. And it really was able to help bring clarity uh, for me personally, but I think also for us as a church organization. And so Andy Stanley, everyone knows Andy Stanley. If you're a leadership guru, if you're a pastor, you've heard of Andy Stanley. 
Andy Stanley's working definition of a vision is a mental picture of what could be fueled by a passion that it should be. Again, it's a mental picture of what could be fueled by a passion uh, that that should be. And so the vision, um, it predecides things for us. Again, it is what should be. And even we as a church, we have been talking about this idea of faith and how uh, hope produces faith. But ultimately, faith gives us a hope for a better future for us in a Christian context. Our faith is that Christ is going to return and that things are going to be better than they are now in this this broken world and so because of the vision that we have of christianity just scripturally speaking it gives us a hope and ultimately it fuels everything that we do to be able to reach that or until christ comes back so more organizationally though um vision it predecides for us Mm. and so we and we'll get into this in in a few minutes but we decided here's what our one-year vision is here's what our five-year vision is as a church and so if we keep the vision in front of us, it should be ultimately everything that we do organizationally should be pointing towards the vision that we are trying to reach. Mission, the mission is what we're all about. And so our mission statement here is um, to lead people who are far from God into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And so our mission is to reach people far from God and to see them saved, sanctified, discipled, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's what we're all about. We are on mission, but our mission, though, is ultimately fueling us to be able to get to our vision. And and again, we can we can dive into it um, a, a little bit a little bit more in just a minute. Um, but we've tried keeping our vision and our mission simple, um, and we want it to be something that really sticks in everybody's head as as we move forward organizationally. So, uh, mission and vision closely related, but not the same thing. Yeah, that's good. Why do you think so many people get it confused? Honestly, I think a lot of people are like me uh, whenever they start out as pastoring or church planning and you just kind of, because they're so closely related, you just clump them together. And I just, I, honestly, I think it's a mistake. The biggest challenge I would say is a vision. You can't necessarily uh, gauge your mission. Uh, your mission statement is what you what everything is ultimately fueling to get to your vision. But for a mission, at least for our, I'm sorry, for a vision, at least for us in this context, uh, we've put metric goals with our vision of what we're trying to reach, of our preferred future that we desire to see. Yeah, I think it's good. I think even thinking of the company I work at, so uh, the big way I can see mission and vision is vision's going to change sometimes year over year, every five years or so, because you want to keep evaluating it to, mm-hmm. to grow with you. Mission should always stay the same from its birth unless you guys do some massive rebrand or massive relaunch or something like that. Um, the other key difference I see is mission normally is what someone who's not involved sees. So mission's the forefront of, oh, when I think of City Church, I think of this. When I think of X, I think of the mission. The vision is something that staff and volunteers grab onto, maybe a really active member, to see where the church is going. But sometimes that's almost too strategic for the the outward facing, right? Inside versus outside. Yeah, totally. And and I would definitely, I totally agree with that. Like I would say everybody inside of our church actually sat down with a couple uh, a week ago and we were talking about location, building changes, which I'm sure we'll dive into at a later point in uh, this podcast series because we're about to hit it again. Um, but but one of the things they said, well, if we move here, this is going to help us get to our vision because we have more space. And it's like, well, crap. Once you say that, I really can't argue with it. Right. You know, you yeah, got exactly. a very, yeah. very, very, very valid point. And so, um, so, yeah, so I think a lot of people like myself, whenever they start out, 
uh, they get it they get it mixed up. Um, and and for us, it's just taking a lot of time sorting it out. Uh, clearly defining our mission, what our mission is about, but also our perceived future, what we would like to see City Church look like in five years. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, so you already said what the vision and mission is. Can you just say it one more time before we ask this next question? Yeah, well, all right. So our, our vision is to reach 5,000 people. Mm-hmm. And I'll dive into that more in just a second. Our mission is to lead people who are far from God into a growing relationship with Jesus. Um, and so the mission fuels the vision. Um, and ultimately we do want to reach 5,000 people. And so if we are staying on point with mission, that ultimately should fuel us to be able to reach our vision. Yeah, that's good. So comparing these two, right? How does the, what does the vision compare to the mission look like at City Church? I mean, we're kind of blatant, but can you even go over the process to, to really explain this question of how we came up with the vision, right? Cause we had the mission first, then we came up with the vision. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So this guy brings me this Forbes magazine, starts challenging my thinking. I brought it to the board. We started talking about it. And it was like, well, we know that we want to be a multi-site church. We know that we want to reach thousands of people. We know that we want this. Um, and I also feel like the vision kind of got birthed through prayer. I mean, you you kind of, you were actually there whenever I had kind of this God encounter, God moment in uh, uh, New Bern, North Carolina, wherever that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, that. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so the, the vision, the perceived future of what could be and ultimately what should be is something that ended up coming uh, at a later date, but that didn't take away from the mission of what God had called our church to do ultimately. <clears throat> I think it's good. The fact that you said doesn't take away. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yep. And I would say if your vision pulls you away from your mission or vice versa, yep. then you need to check that out. And so uh, speeding up a year or two, uh, we, we really started looking at what kind of church do we want to be? What is the perceived future? Uh, what could church be? in Albany, it, realistically, you know? And and so we ended up, uh, we with a consultant company, we were sitting down, we were having a long conversation and everyone was right. Well, we want to be this and we want to be that. And, you know, just writing down this list. And I think what really, what really helped us to be able to define what our vision looked like is number one, who are we trying to reach? Who is it that God has called us to reach? And then number two, what are we trying to do with that? And so our vision is to really, we want to be a multicultural, multi-church, multi-site church. There we go. Multicultural, multi-site church that reaches 5,000 people in the capital region, in the Albany, New York area. And, And with that, we've been able to sit down and we've been able to lay out, well, what is... In a year, what does this look like? Yeah. In three years, what does this look like? In five years, what does this look like? Now, let me just throw this out there. That may change. Your metrics for how you're gauging this may end up changing. And so we ended up sitting down and we we came out, well, here's year one attendance goal. Here's year three attendance goal. If we're going to reach this attendance goal, we have to be able to reach this many people in the community, which means we need to have X amount of people as first-time guests, which means this is our community group participation. And so in order to see all of that take place to be able to reach our vision of reaching 5,000 people, we realized that we had to be able to hit kind of these milestones to be able to get to the perceived future that we would like to see. Uh, with, With mission it became very clear, like who our target audience was. And this did not change, you know, our target target audience was to reach non-believers, unchurched people. And so that is to reach people who are far from God. Well, once we reach them, then what? That, well, we want to disciple them, to lead them into a growing relationship with Jesus. And so this is, this is really how it's looked like uh, for us at City Church. Uh, vision is big picture mm-hmm. and mission really is hammering out, um, really the grind to it. And and I'll say this, we even have an internal 
an internal mission, if you want to call it that, uh, to lead people far from God into a growing relationship with Jesus. Tagline, this is not to the public, but we do this by planting churches and changing lives. Mm-hmm. And so our mission is to be a church that plants more churches and that sees life change. And if we do that, ultimately, then we will end up hitting our vision, which is the perceived future, the, the preferred future, I'm sorry, which is to see 5,000 people come to know Jesus Christ through City Church. No, that's good. Um, stepping back a little bit, or I guess maybe diving in, depends how you look at it. Um, so we're talking mission and vision at the the church level, right? About what the church as a whole, where we see ourselves. Right. Uh, is this a, uh, I'm blanking on the word, but is this a, a way you can go with maybe your staff, maybe with an individual team? Or is it, can you say that, staff and your team has i mean they obviously are involved in the same mission and vision but can they have their own as well like for production i have my own mission and my own vision as a team leader for staff we have our own mission and our own vision can it kind of get that granular i yeah. guess what we're looking for yeah no I, I totally think it can uh and depending depending on the department it's it's crucial to understand that there is and let me just say this there is an overarching uh, vision and mission for yes. our church. Yes. And that is that the buck stops there. Agreed. That That is that. And I, so I, let me go ahead and say this too. Agreed that whatever they come up with has to be in line with the overall. But in terms of like a more per, or specific vision, yeah. more specific mission, this is what I'm kind of Yeah, most at. definitely. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and so looking at worship, looking at production, looking at youth, at city kids, <clears throat> at community groups, each one of them, I, I think the mission ultimately is the same because we should be making Pretty disciples yeah. and everything. Yep. But the vision of what that looks like is going to vary a little bit from department to, to department. Obviously, a worship vision is going to be totally different than a group's vision, right? right? Different gr- metrics, too, for how you're going to measure yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Different metrics. Uh, ultimately, you're still trying to reach the same thing. Yep. Uh, and those both fuel the overarching vision. Uh, but it definitely is something that does vary back and forth. And, and here's what I'll say. If you're a lead guy, uh, you're leading a church, you're leading a church plant or a startup business or something like that, and you break off into different departments, I think the best thing is is to write down or have each department to write down in a, in a, a sentence what the vision for that department is. Mm-hmm. And I think that you, if you're a senior guy, a lead guy, you need to approve that. Does this line up? Does this line up with the overall vision of this organization, the overall mission of this organization. And then from there, kind of start getting into the dialogue of what that looks like and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I do believe that you can you can have that. And I think that it, it should be able to function very healthy for each department to be able to have that as well. As long as, again, it is supporting the overarching vision, which, which I don't even know if this is in the questions or not, but I, I'll get to this. So we had this consultant come in and we were talking and um, somehow somehow the conversation came up. Well, 99% of the things we're on board with with this with this vision, but there's always this 1% type thing that, that kind of flares up. And I remember him saying, all right, so there's 1% or one degree that's off. Say if there's one degree off. Mm. And he drew this straight line yep. on, a, on a whiteboard. Yep. And then he said, well, I'm going to draw another straight line on this whiteboard now. Um, that's just a degree off and, and he, he drew it and it started out and it was very, very close to each other, the two lines. But as you got further into the whiteboard, they ended up separating themselves. And he said, here's the, here's why, let me just say this. If you're a church planner or if you're a pastor, 
Here's why it's important to have everyone on the team on the same page is because the longer that this goes on without being corrected, the further and further and further that the vision is going to end up separating itself by one degree, yep. by one small thing. Yep. And I totally think that that is been true with us at City Church and it's something that we've had to fight for and diligently work against um, happening. Right. I mean, when you think of one degree now, it's probably not that big of a deal, but I mean, one degree of 10 people is going to do nothing. One degree of 10,000 people, you have what a hundred thousand people that are just not in agreement with it. So yeah. it's the numbers add up. As you said, the farther away you get from that beginning, from the start of everything, the, the more obvious it gets, the yeah. bigger of a problem it becomes. Yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, um, so what are some practical steps that someone can do to figure out uh, this mission vision thing inside their context, whether it's a church organization? Yeah, so I think I think the big one is what do you want to be known for? Mm. Start out with that. What do you want to be known for? For someone who doesn't attend your church, someone who does not go into your business, someone who uh, knows very little about your company, what do you want to be known for? So let's take Apple, for instance. What does Apple want to be known for? having great products that are so much better than PC. I'm saying this and I can see the grin. Looking right in my I eye can see the grin on your face right now. I'm a Mac guy. And so um so Mac or Apple Macintosh, they've put they like I don't know their exact vision statement, right? Uh, or their mission, but I know that they have given me a perceived uh or a what should be whenever it comes to uh, products. And because of that, I've been able to buy into their vision and I have no problem um, helping their vision. Let me give you another one. Charity Water. Charity Water, their their vision is to end the water problem in all of the world, in all of the world, bringing clean H2O to everyone. And so that's something that I can easily buy into and I can easily get behind right there is it's it's something that's memorable. It's something that's portable. Even even looking at um, we'll, we'll go here for a minute. What is what is. Um, what was Donald Trump's biggest line for his campaign this past election cycle? Make America great. Make America great again. And like everyone could buy into it. They don't they didn't necessarily know what that that looked like. I don't even know if we know what that looks like. But yep. you know, it's like something happens in politi- politics and everyone's like, "Oh, we made America great again." And and then you have the other side that, you know, is is arguing against that. And so it's it's one of those things, and, and I probably got way off base of the question, but it's one of those things um, for, for you to practically sit down is what do you want to be known for? Mm-hmm. And then what does that look like? For, if you're a senior pastor or you have an elder board, gather around and, and really start digging into what do we want to be known for? What does that look like? And so here's, here's a few things. Racial reconciliation is huge, huge with me. I don't want to be an all white church. I don't. I want there to be blacks. I want there to be Hispanics. I want there to be people from Korea. I want there to be Asians. I want there, you know, all around. I want to be a multi-ethnic church because ultimately I believe that's the church that Jesus is building. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if that's a part of our vision to be a multicultural church, multi-ethnic church, then we have to look at that and say, all right, are we making decisions that are going to end up fueling that vision to be able to see that as well? And so really sit down on a white white piece of paper, sticky pad, whatever, write down what you want to be known for. And then from there, I would say start eliminating it to four or five things that you want to see as the, as the, the future, as what the future can tell you, the future that you hope for as a church. Uh, it, does it include multi-site? Does it not include multi-site? Is it one large... Uh, community is it is it you know a hundred community groups and you're known for community groups and you gather once a month 
and, and kind of write those things out. And then from there, how do we start to gauge the metrics of it? All right. And so we want to be a church that reaches 5,000 over a multi-site that's a multi-generational, multicultural church. How do we start measuring that? And that's where you can get very, very practical and start saying, all right, well, we want to hit this in five years. So if we're going to hit this in five years, what does this look like in one year for us? Yeah. And I think what's good with that in terms of laying out your metrics and how you're going to hit that, that vision is, you know, I can say at City Church, we're focused on the Sunday experience, community groups. Uh, I think those are the only two. Kids. Uh, kids. Kids. Yeah. So I'm thinking the, the two, big two, big three, really. Um, so I know that even though it's not part of our vision, it's not a part of our mission. I know those are the three steps that we use to measure our vision. So I'm going to be more focused on those. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if, you have, if you've got a clear uh, vision mm-hmm. for what you'd like to see and a clear mission... Uh, and you and you keep track of it, which uh, again, if you don't keep track of metrics, if you do not measure something, how can you ever celebrate it? Mm-hmm. Just throwing that out there. If you can't measure it, how can you ever celebrate it? Um, if you don't keep track of this stuff, if if you can't celebrate this stuff, then how are you how are you going to know where you really are? Mm. You're ultimately not. Um, and let me just let me just go into this kind of on a little bit of a rabbit trail real quick. Uh, the human body is full of um different different systems right we've, yeah. we've got our cardiovascular system we have our blood system i think that's the same thing right we have our respiratory system we have our neurological system there you go. we've yep. got all of these different systems that end up making up the body right and we can gauge our health based upon do we have a fever do we not have a fever mm. so be, to be able to gauge your health of the human body you can take your temperature you can take your blood pressure you can go get a cat scan mri whatever it may be you can look at it and evaluate it. Uh, how healthy am I eating? How great do I feel? All this stuff. And so you can look at that and you can evaluate it. Same thing is true in the context of the church or in the context of your organization is you can measure these things. You can gauge these things and you can see, all right, if we're dipping down right here, then we need to spend a little bit of time on investing into people and inviting people into our community, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so it just gives you an idea for the overall health of where you guys are. No, that's good. Um. Last question I have is just in terms of uh, people trying to figure this out in their context, we talk about, you know, white whiteboarding ideas, kind of getting those initial thoughts going. Um, speak more to the, the process a little bit, like, uh, you know, go with mi- uh, mission and then vision, right? When you do your mission, I can imagine it's a small handful of people who are really, you know, sold into the church or the organization. And then vision kind of opens it up to your broader, uh, you know, people who are still involved, but maybe not that core, core team, right? Can you talk about the, maybe the time who's involved? Yeah. So for, for our, I would say for the mission of the church, it needs to be, um, your board and maybe a few key staff members, and it needs to stop and start at the senior pastor. Mm -hmm. Um, same thing with the vision. It needs to start and stop at the senior pastor. Meaning if someone says we want to be a flag waving church and that's going to be a part of our vision and we're going to measure it by how many flags we have, if you're a senior pastor, you should stop that. And I went there. I did go there. All right. So, but uh, so, but I think with the vision, you can get a better understanding by having ten to twelve people in the room and mm-hmm. really talking about um, what people perceive us as and what we want to be perceived as as individuals or as an organization as well. And so you're able to get input and buy-in from the other people. And what that does, as you get other people's ideas. And you make a long list and that long list ends up becoming a short list of four or five things. And then you start, okay, this is what this looks like. This is the statement that we have that gets buy-in from the 10, 12 people that you have in the room. And then it should be easy to trickle the vision out to your next tier of a group of people, whether it's 
community group leaders or tier three leaders or just the church as a whole, it's going to start, the, the vision is going to start to trickle out. And so one of the things I think we did do very well is everyone knows our vision and where we want to be in five years, yeah. um, at least that call City Church their home. Yeah. And I, I think I think a, a good point there is I totally agree that the board and everything going back to the senior, senior pastor for your mission, when it's time to sit down and go through your vision, um, 10, 12 people is probably good. But more importantly, I think it's not just the number of people, but the type of people who are there. Like the I would right want people. the head, the head of every department there. Cause if I have on my mission as a pastor, I want, you know, a thousand kids, I might overlook the fact of what the kid leader needs for me to hit those metrics and to hit that vision. So uh, my staff, hopefully at that point will be really well trained in my mission. So we're also all on the same page of where this vision has to back the mission that we know, like the back of our hand. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. Totally agree is having, having key people there and having people that are going to collaborate with one another and not, just argue. I, I think, yeah. that, I mean, if you have, I hate to say it, if you have one bad apple in there, it will ruin the discussion. Yeah. So you got to have the right people in the right places. Yeah. Um, I know I said last question, but I'm pulling at you and I have one more. Oh, uh, it's all right. It's like you're preaching, man. Uh, for someone who's about to start a church organization, do they need a mission or vision to start? Do you recommend having mission vision? Maybe one without the other? Um, you know, I mean, I, in my mind, I would think that you'd need to start with at least a mission, but I don't know. How do you feel in terms of... Yeah, so <clears throat> for us... If, and I say launch, too. I'm not talking like, you know, obviously meeting beforehand and all that stuff. Before the public knows about you. Yeah, yeah well, you yeah, you need to have a mission. You need to know what you were about and what you're about to go into. And that mission has got to come from God. It's got to be clearly defined. You need to have core values. Um, I think that your vision... Uh, I do think that visions will can and will change as time progresses. Meaning if we hit 5,000, we're not going to say we've accomplished our vision. Mm -hmm. Now we're done. No, we're going to up it. We're going to, what else does this look like? Well, maybe we become a church that spawns off a bunch of other churches. Right. And so I think mission, most definitely yeah. core values, most definitely uh, vision. I think that you can have an idea. You can cast a vision. And by that, I mean, you can cast a desired future for your city, a future for your town. But I think that the first year or two, it's going to be hard to really put metrics on that until you ultimately see where you are. I think by year three, you should definitely have a clearly defined vision. Now, some yeah. churches do all three. And if you're doing all three, knock it out of the park. And I mean that yeah. for real, but definitely mission core values. And then I would say your vision will come and trickle out of that as you get to know your DNA and your culture and stuff. Yeah. And if you have a vision before you start, don't be afraid to change it within the first six months, right? So if your vision is to have 200 people within the first year and, you know, six months in you have 500, it's probably time to change your mission for the first year, you know, because um, that's the hard part, right? Mission is something that you're never changing is the foundation of what you built on. But vision, uh, you sometimes don't know until you start where, yeah. how it's going to grow and progress. So Yeah. And, and for us, our vision was to see a city transformed. We didn't know what that looked like. Right. We had no idea. Right. And now we're able to look at that and say, all right, this is what it looks like based upon what God's already done yep. here for us. Good. That's awesome. Anything else with the mission vision? Yeah, topic? I just want to say if you have any questions about this or if you want if you want to look at what this looks like on paper for us, send me an email. Um, send it to uh, podcast at insideoutgroup.org. Yeah, send it send it there and we'll definitely get that to you. I would I literally love to talk about this and I would love to share all of our resources with anyone and it's free of charge. We're not gonna charge you. 
Um, we just want to be able to help other churches. Yeah, that's good. Uh, if you have any other questions in terms of the podcast or for Michael, you can email us podcast at insideoutgroup.org. Uh, you can find Michael on social media, Mike Moore, ALB, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and that's all we have for this week. So we'll see you guys soon.